up? Welcome, my cold-blooded kings and queens, to episode five of In Cold Blood. I'm your host, Hogger, and I am really excited to be talking about today's topic. Like, no fucking shit. I always say that in every episode, but like, let's be real. Like, crime is very interesting and exciting, so I'm always excited to be talking about new topics. Anyways... Today, we are talking about the Menendez brothers. Now, I wanted to to talk about this for a while. um, But after I've done more research on this, I was like, yup, I need to talk about this. I need to discuss some people's point of view on what's going on. And the whole story is just like um, really deep and like just, just needs discussion. It's worth it's worth talking about, you know? Um, so that brings us here. Welcome, welcome to episode 5 of Not Trigger Warning. We're talking about true crime. So, if you're sensitive, please don't continue listening to this. But if you're a true crime lover or just interested in true crime, you know, just welcome to the family. You, can, you Just continue listening. Like, you're gonna love it, I promise. I'm not that, I'm not that boring. Uh, now, I think that that concludes the intro. So let's just jump right into this because it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, let me introduce you to the Menendez brothers. So there are two brothers, you know, like no sh- no shit. Um, we have Joseph Lyle Menendez, born on January 10, 1968. And we have Eric uh, Menendez, uh, who, who was born on November 27, 1970, um, you do the math, you find out that Lyle is older than Eric by, um, by three years, and they're brothers from Jose and Mary, uh, aka Kitty, uh, Menendez, okay, so this is like the family. Now let me tell you a little background on them. So Jose Menendez was born on May 6, 1944 in Cuba. At age 16, he moved to uh, USA after the Cuban Revo- Revolution. Uh, he went to university and that's when he met Mary Anderson. Or we're going to uh, call her Kitty. Um they married in 1963 and moved to New York and Jose earned a accounting degree from Queens College after their first son Joseph uh but we're going to call him Lyle by his middle he's he's referred by his middle name but for some reason but Lyle um, Kitty quit her teaching job and moved. They moved to New Jersey, where Eric was born. They lived in Hopewell Township, and the brothers attended Princeton Day School, which is a private school from kindergarten to grade twelve. So it's just a private school. Um, yeah, rich kids, you know. Um, Jose's career was as a corporate exclusive made the family move to Beverly Hills 
in California in 1986. The next year, Eric began um, attending high school. He made an he made average grades, but uh, played tennis. Actually, he was really good at tennis, ranking forty fourth in USA f- uh, for eighteen and under players. Um, Lyle, however, enrolled in university. Uh, he enrolled in Princeton University, but got suspended for a year due to poor grades and attendance, and being accused for plagiarism, which is just um, a person stealing someone else's work. Uh, so don't steal my podcast, please. I would very much appreciate it. <laughs> Now, this is the background that we have on the little Menendez family. So let's just see when the shit, when shit got real, when it all went down. It all went down on August 20, 1989. Um, Jose and Kitty were sitting on a couch when Lyle and Eric entered the living room with, living room with a Mossberg 12-gauge shotgun and shot Jose in the back of his head. Um, Kitty was like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? And I'm gonna run. So Kitty was like running and they shot her while she was running in the leg and causing her to trip and fall on her own blood. Uh, and she was shot several times in the chest, arms and face, leaving her pretty, um, messed up, you know, like, mm very uh messed up uh, it's a shotgun so it's like pretty strong you know anyways um they then shot uh, them in the knees on an attempt to make the murders connected to organized crimes like pretty smart pretty smart from them um then after all that shit they went and saw uh went like with their day uh, they then entered the home later that night and Lyle called 911 and shouted like someone killed my parents and he was like literally if you hear the phone call he was crying and shouting and like when I heard the phone call I was like shit that's real but it's all an act um he killed his parents Anyways, he shouted, someone killed my parents, and the police arrived. Uh, the brothers told them that they were in the cinema seeing Batman, you know, and then uh, went to the annual uh, festival in L.A. It's called uh, Taste of L.A. Uh, but yeah, police did not do a shotgun residue test on the brothers since... Uh, the lack of evidence made them like not look into the brothers apparently there's a test that you can take uh, which like when you use a shotgun there can be like residue on your fingers uh, yeah there there is a test for that but they did not do it so yeah uh, <laughs> they got away with it um, although months after the murder the brothers started spending a lot of money Lyle bought a Rolex watch, a Porsche, um, a car, uh, a cafe, and a Buffalo Wing restaurant in Princeton, uh, New Jersey. 
and Eric hired a full-time tennis coach and competed in a series of tournaments in Palestine. Um, you know, Palestine. Yeah, the country, Palestine. <laughs> they left um, the family mansion and they decided to live in like different, you know, apartments and stuff. They also drove around in their mother's Mercedes, you know, her, their mother's car. They're driving around with it and went on uh, overseas trips to London and all of that fancy stuff. It's believed that they spent over like around $700,000 during the period between the murder and the arrest. Uh, that's a lot of money, but I guess being rich give you that like i give you that privilege or whatever after that after like seeing the brothers that they were spending like a shit ton of money they were like the police were like sus of the brothers like it's not normal to spend that much money after your parents were literally murdered you know it's just not normal um so they were like maybe the brothers killed their parents but we don't know anyways uh the police were sus of the brothers and one of the police officer like asked Eric, uh, he was like, "Yo, son, did you kill your parents?" And Eric was like, "No, the fuck." But <laughs> Eric, being Eric, uh, later confessed to his psychologist, Jerome Ozil. I, why the complicated names? Anyways, uh, he confessed. Um about the killings to his doctor and Lyle threatened him he was like bitch if you're gonna tell anybody about this shit I'm gonna like uh shoot you in the head and stuff and Jerome was like fuck and he told his wife uh which later told the police about the brothers uh, Lyle was arrested on March 1990 and Eric turned himself in three days later after his trip from Palestine. Both were held without bail and se- separated from each other. On August um, of the same year, the judge stated that the tapes of Eric and the doctor were evidence since... Um, since Lyle violated doctor-patient privilege, you know, by threatening Jerome. And on December 1992, the brothers were charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And their penalty, however, was lifetime in prison without parole. Uh... I don't know what to say about this, but yeah, you're probably wondering, like, if you haven't heard the, of the story before, you're probably wondering, like, um, yeah, they deserve that, and, like, they're assholes, they killed their parents, now let me tell you what's, like, gonna change this whole point of view that you have right now, okay, in the trial and stuff like that, the brothers were um, driven to murder by a lifetime of abuse at the hand of their parents. Uh, but not abuse only, also sexual abuse, so physical and sexual abuse by their parents. Especially 
sexual abuse by their father, who was described as a cruel, perfectionist, and pedophile. And their mother was a selfish drug addict and alcoholic who was also sometimes violent to them. Um, so they were like, yo, the whole reason we did this it was like, we are sick of our parents and like, he's just, they're sick of it. But um, however, though, the abuse defense did not help with anything, but they did not get the death penalty because the brother did not have any history of violence before the murder. Um, <clears throat> now let's talk about this for a second. Um, uh, okay, abuse is a serious, serious thing, you know. <laughs> um, so you're probably wondering, like, why didn't they um, use the whole uh, driven by murder because of abuse thing, like, to help them? Well, people, like, thought it was fake for, like, a very long time, and so some people still do believe it's fake. Um, even, like, Saturday Night Live, the shit television show that you, like, SNL, basically, made fun of them, actually, uh, because, like, they were crying on court and stuff like that, and I watched that trial when they, like, tell them, the judge about all the, all the abuse that we're getting, and it was just, either they are, like, really 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 good actors or it's all real um i personally believe it's real but i also believe that violence and murder is never the answer so i'm not really like supporting their choice uh of handling the matter but like i do believe it's real like if you watch it it's like just look at how they're expressing it like they're they're miserable. They're it's like they're telling the most deepest and darkest secrets, and it's just so real, you know. It, they're like veins are popping out of their foreheads. It's 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 just it's so real. Like um, no actor can like get that much like level of like acting, you know. And that's why I think it's real. Like when you watch a movie or something, like at some level, you like you know it's acting. In like deep scenes and stuff, you're like, yeah, that's acting, but it was just so real with them, you know. That's why I think it's real. It was because of their body language and just how they told the story, and how they were crying and all that. So I do believe it's real, and like I don't do not, I did not like it when SNL made fun of them because like, okay, like. We don't know if it's real or not. So if it's not real, uh, then fuck, we're all fooled. But if it is real, um, you, you making fun of it is just not cool. Like imagining someone confessing their heart, putting their heart out to you, and they're like, "Yeah, like I'm, I'm being abused by my parents, sexually and physically," and you're like, "Haha, that's not real," like. It's a fucked up situation. Like we don't know if it's real or not, so just just shut up about it. They're they're not using it um, as like defense about their whole situation. So like, it's not being used to that. So like, shut up about it. Don't make fun of it. Like, uh, 
I don't, I did not like when SNL did that, honestly. But let's just continue on with the rest of the story and just uh, talk about the rest of it. Talk about all that jazz and ramble time. So, uh, the story is not over yet. Lyle married Anna Erickson, uh, but divorced because Lyle cheated. Asshole. Uh, but they, he married Rebecca Sneed. Just, just a gal, you know. Anyways, Eric, however, though, married Tammy Ruth uh, Sacrament. Her last name, though. Anyways. Tammy was madly in love with Eric. Like, she was madly in love. She was so in love, she wrote a book about it uh, called uh, They Said We Never Make It, My Life with Eric Menendez. So, after she published the book, she said in an interview that Eric did a lot of editing on the book, though. So, hmm. We don't know if that's her, if that was her cry for help, uh, but Eric edited it, edited the whole, like, book, and, like, the whole thing flopped, but we don't know, but I'm just, I'm just letting them live their life, they're still married, like, do, do, do what you, what you do, I don't know, but, mm. the whole editing thing just didn't, does not set well with me, but Tammy's happy. They're happy. <laughs> Eric later stated, uh, quote, Tammy is what gets me through. I can't think about the sentence. When I do, I do it with great sadness and primal fear. I break into cold sweat. Um, it's so frightening. I just haven't come to terms with it. End quote. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the end of the story. But... Let's just talk about uh, that quote for a second. And like the whole thing, I'm just gonna, let, let's just talk about it. Um, so, ramble time, yeah? Um, uh, Eric's quote. Like, um, okay. So I do think let's let's just talk about like their their sentence the their sentence for 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 a second um i do think that they deserved it but not like all of it like they their their sentence with the the life imprisonment without parole like any chance of parole and like maybe you could have you guys could have given them like a chance of parole at least you know like they're not murderers um they don't have violent history before the murder um they're just vic i i i look at them as i honestly i look at them as victims of abuse and just sexual abuse and just lack of love in the family and like they're not psychopaths on like um Clearly, they are not psychopaths, but, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think they deserve, like, without a chance of parole. Like, you you guys could have given them, like, a life sentence, but not, like, give them a chance of parole, at least, you know, to prove themselves that they're not murderers. But, 
I guess law is law, whatever that crap. <sighs> Let's talk about something disgusting, honestly. Okay, so I go through um three phases of research. So phase number one is I would pick a topic. Uh, so like today's topic, the Menendez brothers, and that is like a few days before I write the script. And I just watch some videos, you know, just like sometimes watch documentaries. Um, but I'll just watch videos, you know, just go just go through YouTube and see what's going on. Like the whole like I do, you know, just see what's going on. Uh, that's phase number one. So now I like know the story. Uh, phase number two is when I write the script, I just pull out a website I actually do open like a lot of websites like just to make sure that the thing that the thing I'm getting is right but just open a different websites and just write the script in like order with the timeline and stuff like that <laughs> and then phase number three is when I just sit down and go through interviews go to some people's point of views you know um go to go through some documentaries even if i'm feeling like it and just like yeah just like make sure i got everything you know and i i would just listen to reporters and what do people think of the situation you know and um while i was doing my phase three, um i stumbled across um uh the menendez movement uh, and I was like, what what Menendez movement? They're literally like 50 right now. What Menendez movement? And I was like, uh, what? And I opened the video because like, yeah, part of my research. I opened the video and I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't. That shit disgusted me. But basically talked about uh, how people on TikTok are researching the whole thing. And they're like, yo, the Menendez brothers do not deserve it. Um, like there's like they've been abused and stuff like that. But it's they they just want them out of jail, like out of it, like not even like the, continuing the their sentence, which is life imprisonment. But like they're just over the idea of the whole like they're they're not they they shouldn't be charged even i'm like uh, what and what really disgusted me is while i was watching that i saw a video under that like you know just recommendations from youtube or whatever i saw a video um it was titled um eric menendez tiktok videos that are gonna make you fall in love with a criminal and I'm like, yo, what a life, what a world, this, th- what the fuck is going on? I watched it, and people are, like, putting slow motion videos of, like, Eric walking, um, and, like, wearing his suit, and just, I don't know, licking his lips and drinking water, like, doing normal stuff. And they're putting, like, slow-mo videos of him doing that stuff. And, like, um, with the Britney Spears song, like, Mama, I'm in love with the criminal. Yeah, you know that shit? And just, 
it really disgusted me like bitches bitches bitch listen murder is never the answer honey just killing your parents is is not gonna do shit you know like it's wrong murder is wrong with like if he's like he murder is wrong like no amount of hotness can justify his actions okay like they're not even justifying the action by like the abuse they're just justifying it by like him being hot and he doesn't deserve it and he's like First of all, he's literally 50 right now. Second of all, even if he is like the most hottest person in the world, he still killed his parents. Have y'all heard of Ted Bundy? Like, come on. What are we doing here? Like, you, we can't we can't romanticize this at all. We can't normalize it. We can't romanticize it. It is disgusting. Okay, one last topic before I go and finish this uh podcast uh episode sorry um is i've seen i was like scrolling through tiktok because like um as one does and i found this video of um a black woman uh she put a photo of a white woman dressed as a egyptian pharaoh you know that like the you know, Egyptian pharaohs, like, yeah, uh, she, but she was white, and there, she was like, that's not it, and then she put a photo of a black woman, and, um, a, a black Egyptian, you know, and he, there, she was like, yeah, that's, that's what they looked like, and I'm like, people, <laughs> um, Egyptians are not black, uh, we are North africans um and middle eastern middle easterns like we we're not black like we've had enough of white people accusing like uh egyptian like ancient egyptians that they didn't build their pyramids and like um saying that the aliens helped them or whatever like we had enough of that bullshit and now black people are like taking the credit and they're just like yo egyptian ancient egyptians are black and i'm like no 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 egypt is literally in the center of the world so it is pretty hard to like put us in a a race like we're not like we're not black but we're also not white we're also kind of like like we're in the middle you know so we're in the middle east so we're middle eastern and we are north africans but we're not black and we're not white also a little something i need to tell to my like um fellow egyptian friends that are listening to the podcast look you're not black you can't say the n-word okay like I, i've seen like egyptian people be like yo and they say the n-word i'm like no i asked them like that you can't say that and they're like so what i'm african like same point being african does not make you black okay there are north africans and there are like people that live in south africa like mm, you can't say the n-word you're not black 
Just because you live in Africa does not mean you can say the N-word, okay? So please, if you say the N-word and you're North African or Egyptian or you're just not even black and you say the N-word, uh, educate yourself and don't disrespect people like that, okay? Not cool, bro. Yo, thank you for listening to the podcast, uh, to the episode, to the podcast, same thing. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed today's ep- topic and enjoyed today's ramble time because I've talked about a lot of important shit. I hope you learned something new. I hope you learned that saying the N-word is, is, not, is just not cool. And I hope you just learned a lot of stuff, you know? Um, but thank you for listening. I love you guys so much. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow the podcast on Instagram for pictures about the topics that I'm talking about and just knowing when I release. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever you're listening on this, whatever. Um, don't f- stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay awesome. I love you, and I'll see you in episode six, baby. Bye.